If we could get everybody to take a seat again. And then if we could have all of our children stay standing up, come on down to the front, and we're going to get a lesson from Miss Melody. Good morning, kids. Everyone come sit in the front. You know what? Summer's coming. What do you like to do in the summer? Go to the beach. Go to the beach. What do you like to do? I like to stay home with my mom and help her a lot. Uh, uh, I exercise myself and I pull my legs. What do you like to do? I like to um go on a picnic. Go on a picnic. Well, there's lots to do this summer. And you know what? When it's summertime, I change out my clothes and bring out my summer clothes, and I pull out different shoes to wear in the summer. Could I have you guys come and help open up my duffel bag and show what's in it? Come, come and pull something out of the duffel bag and turn around and show the adults. These are some summer shoes. Hold them up high. Turn around and let everybody see. These are shoes that I wear in the summer. Like, I like to snorkel and go to the beach and wear my surf shoes, and maybe I'll go to a wedding and run around. So put them back in my bag. Thank you. We're going to talk about feet this morning, and I want to tell you a true story about my feet. You know, we lived in Africa as missionaries for many years, and our house was built on a hill, and we had it stepped, and there were stones there and plants, and one day I went out to play with our dog named Lady. And we were having a fun time. And all of a sudden, I wasn't looking where I was going, and I fell down that slope. And on that slope, see the next picture, we had planted these flowers. And unfortunately, I was wearing on my feet sandals. And you see those thorns? Oh, no, I fell right down that, that hill and I had thorns in my feet, my hands, my legs, my back, my seat, and I yelled, Dan! That's my husband, and he came to help me stand up and get out of the thorns. We counted, not right that minute, but we counted, there were more than 264 punctures in my body, and it took about eight months for all of them to come out. Do you know the Bible talks about feet? Let's look at the scripture. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Keep looking right in front of you. Make level paths for your feet to walk on. Only go on ways that are firm. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet from the path of evil. Were my eyes looking straight ahead on that day I played with Lady? No. Was I looking right in front of me? No. Was I distracted? Yes. Did I kind of go to the right or to the left? Yes. And it brought me into big trouble. Ouch. Do you know that God wants to help guide our feet every day in our life? 
so that we won't stray from the path he has made for us. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Just follow Jesus and everything will be okay. Let's see if you know this song. I want you to help me sing it. Do you know that song about feet? Everyone can help me. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little feet, where you go. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you that you want to guide us every day. You don't want us to fall into trouble. We want to follow you and please you in every day. Thank you for loving us and guiding us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. Go sit back down with your family. Let's give Miss Melody a round of applause. She is a true professional. I don't know how many of you people noticed because of the way you're facing, but when she said to the left, she went to her right and your left. And when she said the right, she went to her left. That is tougher than you would think. She has been presenting to people <laughs> for a while, you can tell. All right, we're going to move on with some announcements of all of our future stuff. The podium was not made for cell phones. Now you guys know. All right, so youth group is still meeting on Thursday nights in person here. We get together at 6.30 for some fellowship, some music, some prayer, and then we start in with our worship and our lesson at 7 p.m. Uh, Pastor Carlos will be talking more about our awesome event uh, yesterday, but just for everybody who came out, who helped support us, who volunteered for us, all of the youth who were there working their Working off every sweat that they had in the middle of a very hot day. We want to say thank you, um, but Pastor Carlos will be talking more about that. We have a men's Bible study. It is starting Tuesday, June 8th at 6.30 p.m. We'll be meeting every Tuesday, and if you have any questions, you can reach out to Don Libby in the back there. We have April's baby shower this Saturday, June 12th. I'm sorry. Hang on. We have April's baby shower this Saturday, <laughs> June 12th, that is more like it, um, at Lynn Libby's house at 10 a.m. Sorry, I'm going to have to get glasses at some point in my life. Uh, the church van will be at the church at 9.20 a.m. to take any ladies who would like a ride. April Naylor is registered on Amazon. Bring diapers for a raffle, and you can text or call Lynn Libby um, to RSVP so that um, there's enough food prepared. Um, and that number should be up on the screen, 775-722-9851. Or just tell her, yeah, she's back there waving her arm, so that's probably more second service people need to text and call. Uh, the Joy Lunch is next Sunday, June 13th, in the gym. It's going to be after second service. Yeah, that one got a cheer. <laughs> Lunch will be provided, so please RSVP to Barb West so that we can prepare that food accordingly. Kids Camp is July 19th to the 22nd. The cost is $215 per child. It is for children in grades 2 to 6. Uh, the kids must register by June 21st, so please contact Miss Jane for more information. And in kind of talking about yesterday's event, Pastor Carlos's guacamole was a huge hit. Um, it is on sale 
Sorry, that's, now I'm working at Kohl's. It is for sale. <laughs> it's normally $100, we're giving 90% off right now if you register for a card. Uh, <laughs> it is for sale between services and after the second service in the home cafe. That is our little coffee area to your left. I'm trying to be Miss Melody here and figure that out. Um, buy some coffee, buy some guacamole, it is really good. All the proceeds will go toward helping our kids and teens go to camp and uh, elevate this summer. And so we are done with announcements. We're going to enter into a time of worship and prayer. If everybody would bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to come before you today and ask for your blessings over the service and thank you for all the blessings in our lives we would ask that you would be here with us taking out our hearts of stone and replacing them with hearts of flesh so that we can listen we can obey we can repent and we can leave this service as different people than we came in as we ask that you would help guide us and give us strength and wisdom to continue working in your mission, to continue shining a light in this world about who you are and what you have done for us, and to continue in an act of shared cause where we work on ourselves to be able to forgive other people in the same way that you have forgiven us. In your name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I so appreciate the shout out about the, uh, uh, the guacamole. But if there's too much left over, obviously it wasn't a hit. Um, but I do got to say, who, who tried it? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Um, and I, I want to give a big shout out to Chef of All Trades here. Uh, Jen, our sister, she was up to like 1.30 in the morning finishing the rest of it. Yeah, and so, um, but again, who's ready to worship Jesus? Yes, amen. I want to, I got something here that says, uh, this is from none other than Augustine. Come, Lord, stir us up. Call us back. Kindle the fire. Seize us. Be our fire and our sweetness. Let us love. Let us run. Let us worship. I like what Tozer said. It says, any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. I don't want to die today, but if I was to pass away, I want to be in the presence of God Almighty, worshiping Him forever. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning with me? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's sing out this song. I stand. I stand. Amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me A sinner condemned Wonderful and 
The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries. at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our God sing with me how great 
say make a perfect noise. He says make a joyful noise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So real quick, I want to give a quick shout out first and foremost to our worship team. Amen. And, and <clears throat> our brother Julio here right next to me is from Peru and he is so involved in what we're doing here at our church. We so appreciate his family as they serve with us from Peru. 
and watch with us online in Peru. And so we're so blessed. Can we give them a hand? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many know our God gives and he takes away? And it's up to us. It's up to us to keep our hearts right with him and know that he is God. And whatever he's taken away for us, from us or, or given to us, it's for a purpose and a reason. And if we can learn from it, we'll grow from it. And when we get done with the puzzle of life, we will see the picture and it will be beautiful. Amen. Amen. Blessed be your name. Clap with me, church. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Yeah. I say, blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be Church, you give and take away. 
Save a backslider. Just come back home. Jesus calling your name. Even those watching online this morning, those who are with us in spirit, I pray that you would just stretch your hand to where they're at. Touch the heart. Sit with me, church. I say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glory. Blessed be. Thank you. 
Musicians may be dismissed. Hallelujah. So, sister, we're gonna we're gonna fast forward this. Uh, we're gonna go to our scripture in Mark ten thirteen. It says, <clears throat> Then they brought the little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Then verse 16 says, and he took them up in his arms. He laid hands on them and he what? Blessed them. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you so very much. Well, good morning, church. How is everyone doing this morning? Amen. It's so good to see your beautiful faces. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to, um, if, if you would have seen Matt out there yesterday with these teenagers, my gosh. Yeah. Um, to all the volunteers who were involved, you have no idea um, what it meant. Uh, for me and to our church and to our teens, I want to give a shout out to our DJ. Where's our DJ at? Mr. Mike Metzger. Yeah, can we give a hand to the DJ, all the music he was playing? And I got to say, I'm excited to announce our teenagers raised close to $3,000. I was telling my wife yesterday, man, I think I'm in the wrong business. Not sure if I need to be in the taco car wash business or what. But how many of you know, no matter how much money you make, if you're out of the will of God, you will never be satisfied. Amen. I've been in places in my life where I was making pretty good money, and uh, I was living life, and things were going good, but I wasn't satisfied. And then my wife and I found ourselves living on Whittakin Road. We 
first got here, it was a little place that my wife made a home, and we were never happier. Amen? God is so good. This morning, I want to preach a sermon I've titled uh, Children. Somebody say children. 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 Who has children this morning? Who has kids? I don't care if they're 40-year-old. They're still kids. Amen? Someone just said amen. I, it, it, it was awesome to hear uh, Matt announced chill, kids camp, and I, I heard a mother just go, "Woo! like, go. I don't know who that was, but it might have been my wife. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I wonder if there's anyone out there this morning who can agree with me when I say that raising kids is no joke. I got a little too many more. I got too many amens right there. Um, I was hoping to get a few, but hey, we're, it's okay. Um, how many know they're a blessing? Amen. Got less there, okay. Um, <laughs> but it's a fact that kids can drive you crazy. They can drive you up the wall. Can we be real this morning? Can we be truthful? They can, they can, they can, they can be a blessing. They can drive you up the wall. They can, they, put it this way. I never said a cuss word, a swear word until we had kids. <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong church. This is the church of the perfect chosen right here. I don't know, but Lord help me. I, uh, I'm being real church. I'm being honest. I mean, I, you know. Um, or was it when I got married? No, it wasn't when I got married. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> Guys, if I call you later, you know why. <laughs> Looking for a place to stay tonight. But I'm so grateful because I believe through the craziness, when the kids call, when the teenager calls, when something happens, God can give us the grace to be able to handle the situation at that time without exploding without losing our cool. God can give us the grace to do that, to minister to our kids. God will help us not, how do I say this politely? Um, I don't wanna say that word. Parent, future parent, God can help you not send your kid to heaven early. <laughs> Amen? Because how many know some of the kids, they know just what buttons to push or who's side to side on? That's a whole other sermon right there. Parents, you've got to be on the same side. But they, they know what buttons to push and what to say, what to do. And you don't have to teach them to do that. You don't have to teach them to, to lie. You don't have to teach them to steal. You don't have to teach them to, to be dishonest or to come. You don't have to teach them. They just do it already. Why? Because how many know we're all born sinners, right? It's in us. You don't have to teach us. I never had to tell my kid to say no. They just automatically do it. It's in them. And it's a big, big problem when they start becoming teenagers. I have one teenager, and my prayer, dear God Almighty, I pray that he will never come to the day that he thinks he knows more than me and his mom. I just heard somebody say good luck. You know, when, when, they, when they think, when they think, I said they think they know more than you. Because what you know is nothing, right? You, you don't know anything. You've never, you've never been a teenager. And, uh, but it's a big problem when they start smelling themselves. The problem with them smelling themselves as teenagers 
and we've been getting more teenagers in, in our house, especially the boys, the problem with them smelling themselves is they don't think they stink. <laughs> you walk up in that room and you go, man, what just died? <laughs> they think they smell fine. What do you mean I need to take a shower? It's only been four days. <laughs> Get in the shower. My son Carl's is turning red up here, but it's all good. <laughs> How many you know there's hope for our kids? I want to tell you this morning, God gives us the grace for our kids. He will, he will give you the grace through the good years, through the crazy years, through the hard years. He will help you as a parent this morning, as a grandparent, to transition through it all. If we can rely on him, there is hope for our kids. I know sometimes they can give you drama. It breaks my heart when I have grandparents tell me, and my own grandmother whose uh, grandkids uh, are, are fallen astray. They've gone into drugs. They've gone into uh, uh, chasing after career and money, and they never see their family. They never go visit them. They, it, it, the dollar signs are just on their mind, and if, and if they have to, it has to it's, a, it's a funeral. It's something, it, you know, it saddens her, and it saddens me. But how many of you know that God Almighty can stretch his hand to the deepest part of this broken world and touch your kid or your grandkid's life. As long as we don't give up, as long as we don't lose hope, as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as long as you keep praying, God can reach his hand and touch your loved one. Amen. And we learn what to do with our kids from Jesus himself. In the text, Jesus is ministering in Mark 10, 13. I want to read that again. It says, here's, so, I'll just, so here's Pastor Jesus, right? You got Pastor Jesus and the disciples. You got the deacons of the church and the children. These parents come and bring their kids to Jesus. Can you imagine, kids, can you imagine Jesus being your pastor? Wouldn't that be cool? Like if Jesus was your pastor? Noxon, like, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah? You know, if Jesus was your pastor, the kids come to Jesus and the disciples say, hey, 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 and Jesus rebukes them. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He rebukes them and says, hey, let them come to me. Then they brought the little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But then Jesus saw it and he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. As surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. But verse 16, and that right there, church, is packed with so much revelation. But verse 16 is what I want to stick to right here. Jesus does three things in verse 16 that I believe can help us, that has helped me through the years with my own children. And... Um, Right here it says, and verse 16 says, and he took them up in his arms. Somebody say, he took them. <laughs> While the disciples are trying to push them away, Jesus took them up in his arms. This is my first point. If we want to raise godly children, we need to take them in our arms. The word took is important. It means, it means to embrace. That word took means to embrace for those who are writing notes. It means to accept. And whether or not we know it, we live in a culture, we live in a world that doesn't really accept kids. 
They don't really accept the children because children are a problem. Children are an inconvenience. Children need to go to the back. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be doing this, but i got to say, as the pastor of this church, I so appreciate and so grateful and thankful that you, not one person, has complained when we have the kids come in church in the morning, right here, Miss Melody this morning, talking, Miss Anita, Miss Jane, to our children about God. Amen. That we here at our church value, but the world, the culture, it's an inconvenience. I'm pregnant. I can't believe this happened. This is not, this is not what I need right now. He took them up in his arms. He embraced them. And that's what I want our church to model. I want our church to embrace the kids. Amen. And by saying that, I'm really excited. Um, I got off the phone with uh, Jim and Cherie. We're going to be starting kids quizzing again. They are so excited, and, and I'm so excited we're going to be starting kids quizzing again, and we'll see where that goes, and, and, uh, and, uh, and maybe even teen quizzing, I'm not sure, um, but I'm so glad our children's workers don't look at our children like they're babysitting. Our children's workers, and I can say this for a fact, we got the best in town. Amen. They are pouring not only time and and, and, and things, but they're pouring the gospel of Jesus Christ into these kids' lives. Yes. Amen. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm so thankful for the parents and the teachers who are taking the time to help and to vote their time to, and their energy to help pour into their children's lives. They're pouring in. Our nursery workers, they're pouring in. They're pouring in. Amen. We do that, why? Because it's in God's heart. From Genesis to Revelation, if you go in the Bible, it's, it talks about teach the kids. Bring, raise the kids in the way they should go. And they will never what? Stray. Um, here's a hard one. Discipline the kids. Amen? Amen? It's a scary day when you have the kids telling the parents what to do and the parents are bowing to the kids at the store saying, please don't cry, please don't scream. If you want to know more about disciplining your children, there's, there's a godly way to do it. Amen? Amen? And you could talk to this, and this sermon's not about discipline, but you could talk to me and my wife. And Dr. Spock. <laughs> Dr. Spock, amen. Hallelujah. Instruct them. Spare the rod, spoil the child, train up a child in the way they should go. I mean, you know, most Christians who follow Jesus, it's at a young age where their heart is open, is where they receive him and they remember. We don't want to wait till it's too late. We don't want to wait till their hearts are already hardened and, they're, and we ask, do you want to go to church? You know, I've never asked my kids, do you want to go to church today? Amen. Are you sure? Like, are you feeling up to it? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. I'm not going to ask my kids if they want to go to church. If they live in my roof in my house, they're coming. Now, when they hit 18 years old, they can do whatever they want to do when they're out of the house. Amen? Amen. 
But if they're living in my house under my roof, we're honoring God. And we're putting him first. Amen. Not only did he take them, Jesus took them. He laid hands on them. Somebody say laid hands, laid hands on them. Laying on of hands means endorsement, means affirmation, it means encouragement. The problem with a lot of our children in our world, they have gone untouched by their own parents. Parents live at home, everyone's in the house, but they're not making an impact on their life. Are you making an impact on your kid's life? What are you imparting to your children this morning? If you were to pass away tomorrow, would your kids say, well, my dad loved baseball? Or would it be, my dad loved God, and I'm going to see him again? What are you imparting? What saddens me is there's so many parents who don't have the time to see what their kids are learning in church or to see what they're learning in school. Spending the time with your children, get involved in their life. More than baseball and recitals or getting the best career, I told my kids I would rather have you working at Jack in the Box and serving God and meeting a saved woman. Definitely not a man from Ferrari. That's not happening. <laughs> meeting a saved woman or a saved man, a man who will treat her and love her like Christ loved the church, a woman of God who will love them. I would rather have them working at Jack in the Box serving God than being a CEO of a company and neglecting God and forsaking the assembly and not honoring the Sabbath and think that they are okay with God. Amen. And to go through all life lost. I so love what I read last night. It says there's a there's a stage in a child's life at which it cannot separate the religious from the festival character of Christmas or Easter. I have been told of a very small and very devout boy who was heard murmuring to himself on Easter morning a poem of his own composition, which began, Chocolate Aches and Jesus Risen. This seems to me, for his age, both admirable poetry and admirable pity. But of course, the time will soon come when this young boy, this young child, can no longer effort effortlessly and spontaneously enjoy that unity. He will become able to distinguish the spiritual from the ritual and festival aspect of Easter chocolate eggs will no longer seem sacramental. And that once he has distinguished, he must put one or the other first. If he puts the spiritual first, he can still taste something of Easter in the chocolate eggs. But if he puts the eggs first, 
he will soon be no more than any other sweet. They will have taken on an independent and therefore a soon withering life. Jesus laid hands. Are you laying hands on your kids? Are you praying for your children before they go to bed? Husbands, are you praying for your wife? I saw a husband the other day that this, that this mom's pregnant and the husband put his hands over her stomach and he was praying for her, for the baby, speaking to the baby, praying for the baby. I'm not up here to brag, but I prayed for all my children while they were in the womb. They probably got sick of me. Dad, all you do is pray and kiss mom's stomach. I, I just prayed over my wife's stomach. I'm praying for my children. God, I pray that this young man become a man of God. That he, when he's at school, would make righteous stands. When the children are at school and they're looking at that magazine that I've told them that's not good to look at, that they will turn away. That they will not fall for peer pressure. They will not fall for the things of this world. That they will make righteous stands. Are you praying for your children? Are you laying hands on them? If the only time you lay hands on your kids or your grandkids is when they're in trouble, the only time is when you grab them, if the only time you, is when you're frustrated, that's not good. Huh? Amen? Amen? Are you praying for your children? Are we laying on hands? Amen. I want to tell you this morning, if we don't touch our kids' life, if God doesn't touch our kids' life, Thank you, somebody else will. Who's, who's touching your kids? Who's, who's touching your grandkids? Who, who really is touching their heart? Because when your kids don't have affirmation from you, the world will affirm them. When your kids don't have love from you, the world will give them its love. When they don't have your time, the world will make time. So let me give you my next point since this message has so much enthusiasm and joy. <laughs> He took them. I want to challenge you today to take your kids, to lay hands on them. And my last point, number three, he blessed them. Somebody say blessed. blessed. The word blessed is a Greek word. It means, uh, in the Greek, it's elogiai, uh, and it comes from the same word we use as eulogy. It's uh, who here has ever given a eulogy for somebody? A eulogy. And a eulogy, when you give a eulogy, you speak well. You, you give a blessing. You speak, you speak positive. Jesus here spoke a blessing over them. He spoke life. He spoke a blessing to the kids. When's the last time you spoke well over your children? When's the last time the little brat was running around the house and you said, I love you? Amen? Amen? 
the last time you spoke a blessing over your kids, over your grandkids, your nephew, your nieces? I know you're having a tough time in school, but you know what? You are a winner. I know things are tough right now, but I'm behind you. We're going we're gonna to make it through together. I'm proud of you. You're not a perfect kid, and I'm not a perfect parent, but we can do this together. We got Jesus. We got God. You're special. You're victorious. You're not a victim. You're... You know, I was telling my kids the other day, kids, listen to me. You're not at school to make friends or to be popular or to be cool or to have boyfriends and girlfriends. You're at school to learn. And if you keep your eyes on the teacher, number one, keep your eyes on God and the teacher, you will stay out of trouble. And you will learn, you will grow. There's nothing wrong with having friends at school. But make sure Jesus is your best friend. Amen. Amen. Church, the majority of you know that um, I have three kids. And uh, they're, they're not perfect, but they're good kids. Amen. Amen. I got pretty cool kids. Um, and it's no coincidence we didn't just get lucky. I'm going to try to, these next few weeks, talk about children and parenting, and, and, and uh, we'll see where the Lord leads me. But it doesn't come by coincidence. God has really given my wife and I grace to be able to raise children in a godly home. And it doesn't come easy. There are some stands sometimes you have to make as a parent. Some hard decisions you have to make. But when God's behind you, I'm telling you, nothing can be against you, especially if God before you. And, but for some reason, I, there, there are times in my life, I'm going to be honest with you, even while my kids are here, one of my worst fears, if you want to call it that, is my kids are going to grow up one day. As much as sometimes it's as as we get up at six in the morning and we're here by churches, you know, getting the kids ready and stuff, I, I will miss the day where we're helping them get ready for church. But there'll come a time where they'll have to make their own decision and wake up on their own. Without me saying, Hey, it's time to get up. And they're going to have to make their own decision to keep serving God or to choose whatever they want to do. But I say that to say this. It encourages me with all the mistakes and all the failures that I've made as a parent. And if my kids decide one day not to serve God or to say God's not real and church is a joke and my past, my dad's a hypocrite, who knows what the future holds? But it encourages me to know that God was the perfect father. And his first Adam didn't even listen. 
his first kids disobeyed. But that's why he sent his son to die. And if my kids ever decide not to serve God, my prayer and my hope, and especially for people who are here this morning who maybe have children, get grandchildren, not serving God, I want you to remember the prodigal son. Never lose hope. Never lose hope. Pray, love. Hold your arms open because they're coming back home in his time. In his time. I want to tell the parents, bless your kids. Stop speaking frustration to your kids. Stop speaking fear to your kids. Stop speaking doubt to your kids. As parents, we're so concerned about the world ruining our kids, but yet we ourselves have done more damage with our words, with our actions. So right now, I would ask, um, I want all the kids right now, I want all the kids to come and stand right here in the front. Right here, stand with me in the front. Make a line, make a line right here. Yeah, teenagers too, come on, teenagers. Don't be shy, yeah, come on, give me a hand, yeah. Yes, 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 amen. Can we give a hand to our kids, guys, and our teens, amen? You know, I really feel led to do this. They can't do it. Parents, I want you to stand behind your kids right now. Parents, stand behind your kids. Or a grandparent, come and stand behind your kids right now. Or somebody, come stand behind these beautiful, these beautiful children this morning. Amen. I mean that. You are loved. I don't know what happens at home. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or at school. And maybe, maybe you're frustrated inside. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're upset. Maybe you're sad. But I want you to, I want you to know this morning that, number one, God loves you. Your pastor loves you. This church loves you. Amen. Amen. And we have your back. Amen. I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But I'm going to tell you, there, there, are some, there are some kids here this morning 
you don't know what you're feeling. You know you're feeling something, but you don't know what's really going on in your life. And, and you're saying, you're saying, Pastor, I, 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 I'm worried about my future. I'm worried about what's going to happen. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I want you to know you don't need to worry about any of that. All you need to worry about or to think about is honoring your parents, honoring God, listening to your parents, listening to God. And I promise, I promise you, put God first in your life. He will, be, he will prepare your path. He has a future for you. I want to tell you, girls, I want to tell you, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I don't care what they say at school. I don't care what, what this girl said at school to you. If you're, you are beautiful in God's eyes. Boys, you're handsome. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell out to the world. Boys, you are handsome. You are loved. I mean that. Yes. You know, I'm just church. Thank you for, for being patient. I, when I see these kids, I see, I see future business owners, maybe a taco stand owner. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see, I see, I, I see maybe, the, the, maybe, maybe, just maybe, just maybe. One of these kids may come up with the solution to cure cancer. We might have the next pastor of the church right here. We might have the next pastor's wife right here. The next youth leader right here. Kids, I want you to bow your heads with me right now. Bow your heads with me. Parents, bow your heads with me. Kids, I want you to say right now. Kids, I want you to repeat with me. Close your eyes and bow your heads and repeat with me. I want you to start saying to yourself, okay, every day. I want you to start saying to yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say with me one more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these young kids and these teenagers. I pray, God, that you would have favor over their life, that you will help them be mighty men and women of God. Father, in Jesus' name, we cast out Satan and the world and the lies from hell that want to come against these young ones right now. Every plot, scheme by the enemy that's aimed towards them, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. I pray for these young people to grow up with faith in Jesus Christ and will be obedient to his will and his will only. I pray a hedge of protection around them. May they be mighty warriors for your kingdom in Jesus' name. Here at this church, Lord, we'd rather have 10 kids who are serving you strong than 100 who are looped out, lukewarm, and going for the world. We love you, Jesus, and most importantly, we thank you for dying for us. Parents, I want you to repeat with me. Say, dear God, Abba, Father, what a perfect father you are to me. 
Help me to be the parent you've called me to be, to love unconditionally, to love when it's hard, to love when I got no more patience in me, to love when my flesh would want to take the easy way out. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every parent here and every grandparent who's sitting out with us this morning. I just want to ask God that your protection over them, your blessing over them. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. Kids, I want to tell you this morning before we close, you're, you're a winner. You're not a loser. You're not a victim. You're a victor. And you will have life in Jesus Christ as long as you continue serving him. Amen. And you will never die. Amen. Amen. Can we give God praise this morning? If I could have Carlos, if you come up and, and close us in prayer. Amen. Let's all bow our heads this morning as Carlos closes us in prayer this morning. Dear God, I want to thank you for this day in this church, Lord. I want to thank you for all these kids and children, Lord, that you have made and created, Lord. And you give them all a purpose, Lord, to do something for your kingdom, Lord, to grow in you, Lord, and to grow people in you, Lord, and to bring people to you. And Lord, I ask that you just bless us today, Lord. May your spirit be with us in this church and wherever we go in this world, Lord. May our angels be with us, Lord, and I ask that your blood and that your spirit would just be with us while we're in the car and at school and just help us make righteous choices, Lord. Dear God, please protect us and be with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you so very much, church. We love you. Thank you. church real fast. I just want to have a quick announcement. We are selling the rest of the guacamole. It's fresh. And we are also selling fruit cups. Um, all the money, all the proceeds will go to our children's camp and our children's fund and the youth fund. So please, uh, and we also have some beautiful cookies made by our very own Megan. So please get some cookies, get some coffee over here at the coffee house. Amen. Thank you. Amen.